This, this is Bear Down Wednesday. 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 All right, welcome back. It's a new episode of Bear Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Jason Bell. You can find us on Twitter at BD Wednesdays. Or if you have any questions or comments, send an email to bdwednesdays at gmail.com. All right, so anyway, this episode, we're going to start off by taking a look at the preseason opener. The Bears playing the Baltimore Ravens in the Hall of Fame game. Bear Down Wednesdays. This is Bear Down Wednesdays. The final score of the game was Baltimore 17, Chicago 16. But losing in preseason, as we know, is a, a good thing. The 85 Bears went 1-3 in the preseason, so you definitely want to lose at least three in your preseason game. So the Bears off to a great start on that. But uh, in watching the Ravens-Bears, the first thing that jumped out was just, wow, lots of turnovers. Um, I wasn't terrified about that because a lot of the big names were sitting out. You know, A lot of starters didn't play, so you know, seeing backups make turnovers, not good, but not terrifying, not going to keep you up at night. Uh, to me, the play of the game was the two-point conversion at the end. It was, I thought it was awesome they went for it in a, you know, in a meaningless game. Uh, I also think that uh, Tyler Bray had the fullback open right out of the snap. Like they snapped it, the dude broke out. I thought he had him open immediately, but I thought Bray maybe held the ball a little bit too long. And then the play broke down and then you know, it didn't happen. Um, I also wondered who the Bears' backup quarterback would be. It looks like they're really going to roll with Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray as the backups for uh, Mitch. Uh, for some insane reason, I thought they had like Jason Campbell still on the roster or Steve Fuller or Kyle Orton or something. So basically, uh, Mitch Trubisky needs to stay healthy and start all 16 games. I would be terrified of uh, Chase Daniel starting four games this season. Um, there's also talk that Bray may or may not make the roster. So it makes me wonder if Daniel would be the number two and then Bray would go on the, the, pra- the practice squad and then he could get elevated if there's an injury or something like that. But um, another thing I was like, well, hey, if, if Chase Daniel is the backup quarterback, it made me wonder if Daniel needs to start, you know, three or four games, if Mitch, Mitchell T misses three or four games, I'd be curious to see how Nagy changes his offense to accommodate. Like, would he make it a more conservative offense, you know, because Chase Daniel's going to have a different skill set than Trubisky? I'm not sure. You know, he's he's kind of an offensive guy. He's known for being real creative, but it'd be curious to see the changes he would make uh, to accommodate a backup quarterback. Um, also, I was very pleased with Javon Wims, the uh, the wide out, the seventh round draft pick out of Georgia. He had a nice game, made a lot of catches, got a lot of targets. Uh, and I really did like Tyler Bray and Chase Daniel, despite all of the turnovers. I thought they showed very well in this system with Nagy. I can see why he brought him over from the from the, uh, the, the Chiefs. And again, the first game of the preseason, it's going to be sloppy. You know, they're working the bugs out of the system. I think everything will be fine. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look. Inside the numbers. Inside the numbers. numbers. Inside, Inside the numbers. All right, so again, first game of the preseason. Tyler Bray is your leading passer. He threw for 181 yards, uh, 18 of 34 passing, one touchdown, no picks. The leading rusher for the Bears, Benny Cunningham, six carries, 37 yards rushing. The leading receiver, uh, Javon Wims, seventh-round pick from Georgia, seven catches, 89 yards receiving. And it should be noted that Tanner Gentry and Michael Burton, not Trey Burton, but Michael Burton, the fullback, both caught touchdowns. Now for the Ravens, RG3 was their leading passer. He threw for 58 yards, not a tremendously high number. Uh, One touchdown, one pick. And the player of the game for the Ravens, I think, was Gus Edwards. He was the leading rusher, 10 carries, 35 yards, leading receiver, one catch, 23 yards. Gus Edwards blowing up the spot for the Ravens there. 
Um, nobody else played, so it's all Ravens, all Bears. So we can't really compare these numbers to league leaders. Also, it's preseason, so the, the league leaders doesn't really uh, matter. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the Chicago Tribune seemed pretty pleased with this first game. Uh, didn't take a lot out of it. You know, it mentioned how the, the big names sat out. Uh, the Tribune spent a lot of time talking about new rules being in play. Uh, the kickoffs, the helmet-to-helmet, a number of calls are made in that front. Um, Brad Biggs, uh, he mentioned that he was impressed by Wims, and I thought that it was a foregone conclusion that Wims would be one of the, you know, would make the team. Uh, but Biggs was pointing out that it will be an uphill battle for for Javon Wims to make the roster. It says he's currently battling Josh Bellamy and Benny Fowler the third. Uh, I forgot that the Bears even signed Benny Fowler the third, so that's that's good that they have that kind of depth. Uh, Bellamy and Fowler are both veterans with special teams experience which could be what gives them the edge over Wims. But if Wims keeps making plays like that, then you'd have to think he would make it as well. So it seems like that could be a very interesting battle as camp uh, carries on. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Sun seemed very pleased about the Ravens' backup quarterbacks. Flacco did not play. You had Lamar Jackson. You had RG3. Uh, The Baltimore Sun didn't really mention the Bears that much. Very impressed with RG3. Said that Lamar Jackson looked like a rookie in his first game. And I think that's a fair assessment. You know, he made some plays with his legs, completed some passes, but did look pretty pretty rough and un- unpolished. But uh, anyway, coming up next, we are going to take a look at, what are we looking at? Inside the numbers? Didn't we just do that? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, let's see. Inside the numbers. numbers. Inside, Inside the numbers. All right, check this out. So here's some numbers for you. Kevin White, jersey number 11. Uh, I just want to tell you, I'm pulling for Kevin White. Here's his numbers. In 2016, he played four games. He started four games. He had 19 catches, 187 yards. 2017, he started one game, two catches, six yards. His total career, he's played five games, 21 catches, 193 yards. Uh, I think uh, Terrell Owens did that to the Bears in one game, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2000. But anyway, the point is this. Um... Kevin White was drafted in 2015, so he missed all of 15, most of 16, most of 17. Uh, I cannot imagine the emotional response when Kevin White scores his first NFL touchdown. Um, there's a point in the season where the the year is made or it's lost. The season's made or broken. I think it's somewhere in the first two, three, four games where maybe they win a game they're not supposed to, and they go, oh, you know, we, we can believe, or they choke away a game they should have won, and they're like, oh, not this year. I think something will happen in September. Um, I think that somewhere in September, Kevin White will make a play. He'll catch a pass. He will score a touchdown. I'm hoping it's at Soldier Field. And I think he will just lose it. His teammates will lose it, seeing what he's been through with the injuries and the rehab and just taking the, the criticism and the press of being a bust and, and all that. I think he will lose it. His, team, his teammates will lose it. It will be a galvanizing force. And I think it will absolutely bring the house down. I think if the Bears are going to do something this season – They'll do something in that first month, some kind of improbable win, possibly at Soldier Field. Kevin White, maybe he makes a big play, scores a big touchdown, or just has that coming out party. But when he scores that first touchdown in the NFL, I can't imagine that emotional response. I want to see what that looks like, and I'm pulling for him uh, a tremendous deal. News and injuries and shit. News. Injuries. Shit. It's news and injuries and shit. All right, so here's the news as far as I'm concerned with the Chicago Bears. I'm recording this Monday morning at 9. It is 9.10 a.m. on a Monday morning. Roquan Smith still holding out. Um, big article, Chicago Sun-Times article says it's on Roquan Smith. 
to end his holdout. He missed uh, the Hall of Fame induction with Erlacher over the weekend. The article says he must tell his agents that he won't miss camp. Erlacher said, quote, I told my agent I will not miss camp. That's coming from Erlacher. Uh, I understand the language and the contract. Maybe he, he's not that high on it, but every other player in the first round is signed and is in camp and is making plays and he is not. So whatever needs to happen needs to happen. Get this dude in camp. Get this dude playing football. Uh, they're saying the fingers are all starting to point to him now at this point. It's, apparently it's been like 20 days is, is the number I think the article had. Don't quote me on that. But uh, so that's that's the news. Everything else is just whatever at this point. Mitch Trubisky. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. All right. So there was no Mitchell Trubisky this week. So it's tough to compare Mitchell T to uh, Tom Brady. Um, however, we did find an article from the USA Today. It came out on June 27th and it ranked the best backup quarterback situations in the NFL. I felt like this would be an appropriate article to look at based on the game against Baltimore being that it was all Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray and Mitchell T did not see the field. Uh, they ranked it, you know, one to 32. So the 32nd, I'm not going to go over all 32, but the worst, the worst backup quarterback situation belongs to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the article said, stay healthy, Cam Newton. Their backups are Garrett Gilbert and Taylor Heineke. Um, so yeah, it appears to be a pretty big drop for Carolina if they ever did lose Cam Newton. The four teams in the NFC North are as follows. Number 25 in the league is Detroit. Matt Castle and Jake Rudock are their backups. Uh, number 14 is Green Bay, uh, top half of the league. Brett Hundley and Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, I did not love Hundley's performance last year and Kaiser, uh, I thought he was good at Notre Dame, but I felt like, you know, playing for the Browns is tough. The Chicago Bears check in with the 11th best backup quarterback situation in the league. Of course, Chase Daniel, he is a widely respected uh, number two guy, despite having limited action in his career. And also the article said that Daniel and Bray are very familiar with Nagy's system so that it would be good for them to be the backups. So apparently the Bears are in good hands here with their backup situation. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are number seven in the league with their backup situation, which I've Ugh, their backup is Trevor Simeon. The Vike, everybody's all in on the Vikes, and the Vikes are good, and I get it. I don't love Cousins as a starting quarterback to take your team to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I feel like he could just stub his toe, and you know they're kind of like the Redskins. And Simeon, sure, he's a good backup, but I don't know. I think they kind of had it with Case Keenum. I don't know. That's that's just me. The number one best backup situation in the league, uh, for what it's worth, Philadelphia Eagles, their backup quarterback is Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. So that makes really good sense. I cannot argue with that. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to take a look at this week in 1985. This week in 1985. 1985. This week in 1985. All right. So this week in 1985, on August 9th, 1985, the Chicago Bears hit the road. They went to Bush Stadium in scenic St. Louis to play the St. Louis Cardinals on the old school AstroTurf. The Cardinals got the big win 10 to 3. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine anything better than watching preseason football in August on AstroTurf with a final score of 10 to 3. I was looking for some uh, highlights from this game on YouTube and I couldn't find any, but I did find a fight from a 1986 preseason game where apparently St. Louis went to Soldier Field to play the uh, the Bears and was on the old school Soldier Field carpet, which 
I actually forgot about and I hadn't seen that in forever. And it's just, it looks like it's uh, a parking lot that's spray painted green, but man, 80s AstroTurf, brutal. So anyway, with the loss, the Bears were 0-1 in preseason. They would go on to go 1-3. Um, I looked into the 85 preseason uh, during training camp. Apparently seven players held out. Some of those players included Mike Singletary, uh, Steve McMichael, Keith Van Horn, and William Perry, the refrigerator. Uh, he said that the the fridge, he uh, he eventually signed on August 5th. So shout out to Roquan Smith getting camp. Uh, and it also said that after a dud in training camp, Buddy Ryan called William Perry a wasted draft pick. Wow. Okay. Also, interesting fact, I, I remembered this happening, but I forgot about it as time passed and I got old. Uh, before the season opener, Al Harris, Todd Bell, and Richard Dent all requested a trade. Now, obviously, uh, Richard Dent and everything got straightened out, but uh, Al Harris and Todd Bell eventually held out for the entire season. So that's that's a bad move as a football player. But if you're a defensive player and you sit out for the entire season and it's the 1985 Bears, so A, they win the Super Bowl. B, they're widely considered the best team in the history of the league. C, uh, they're widely considered the best defense in the in the history of the league, and you play defense, and that's you know that's how they uh, that's how they adjusted to losing you. That doesn't uh, lend a lot of credibility towards your negotiation ploy. But anyway, shouts out to Al Harris and Todd Bell. Uh, coming up next, we're going to take a look at the upcoming preseason game for the Bears. Sneak peek coming up. What's next? All right, so the Bears' second preseason game coming up Thursday, August eighth. The Bears are at the Bengals' Paul Brown Stadium. That game is 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, which is just, it's weird. The Bears playing on a Thursday is screwing up my whole podcast schedule. Like the I called it Bear Down Wednesdays to try to drop it on Wednesday. It's in between the two games, but they're playing all these preseason games on Thursdays and Fridays and stuff. It's screwing everything up. But uh, anyway, so big news for the Bengals. This will be the Bengals' first preseason game, obviously. Uh, the Bengals recently cut wide receiver Brandon LaFell. That's that's big news for Bengals uh, followers. Also, tight end Tyler Efert. He recently begun practicing. He'd been injured. Uh, the big the big newspaper there is the Cincinnati Inquirer. So I was checking them out to see what's making making their news with the Bengals. Pac-Man Jones considering an Atlanta airport lawsuit was one of the big articles. So I forgot that they had Pac-Man. That's exciting. Um, John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals. He uh, he had an article where it said that he was, John Ross is saying that players are supporting Roquan Smith in this holdout. I didn't read the article. I thought it was interesting that players are supporting Roquan Smith when he's the, he's the only one holding out. If all the other players are supporting them, why aren't they holding out as well? Why did they sign their contracts? And this isn't even a, a defensive player issue. Like Baker Mayfield could be trying to run in for a first down or, or a touchdown. He could lower his head and try to sneak in. Then he gets suspended for the helmet to helmet thing. Like, how come he didn't get his language? And his it's every football player. Everybody signed except Roquan. I think it's a Roquan issue at this point. Uh, another thing with the Bengals, uh, Cincinnati Bengal first round pick center Billy Price is having issues with snapping the ball. Uh, they got quarterbacks behind him. He's apparently he's used to doing shotgun, and he's done the shotgun every level of football, high school, college, all the way up, and he's never had somebody under center. So apparently he's struggling mighty with, mightily with that. It just so happens he's a center. He's having issues of snapping the ball. Uh, that could be an issue. That could be an issue. The Bengals, uh, last year, they went 7-9. and nine. They came in third in the AFC North. The Bears defeated them last year in quite possibly their best performance of the year. I remember that game. It was fantastic. They, they throttled them, actually. Uh, leading passer for the Bengals last year, Andy Dalton, 3,300 yards. 
25 touches, 12 picks. Uh, Joe Mixon, the leading rusher, 626 yards on the ground, four touches, and A.J. Green, the leading receiver for last year's Bengals, 1,078 yards and eight touchdowns. Anyway, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Bear Down Wednesday. We are going to get this one out there, and our schedule will probably be screwy throughout the preseason, but we'll get it locked in when the regular season starts. Again, I am your host, Jason Bell. Uh, you can look for us on Twitter, at BD Wednesdays. Uh, if you got something to say, you know, give us a shout there or send us an email, bdwednesdays at gmail.com. All right, take it easy. Have a good one. Peace.